Classroom Shorties, where we update you on what's happening and share a bright idea or two in 15 minutes or less. I'm Kate. And I'm Claire. In this special episode of Shorties, we will be talking exclusively about how to open a child care program in your home, resources to help, and how to apply for Child Care Desert's grant during the final week before the application deadline. We also sat down for a special interview with Jennifer Callahan, registrar here at Brightside Up. She shared such a wealth of information, we allowed this episode to run a little longer than usual. So be sure to stay tuned until after the interview for important orientation session dates, information about Quality Stars New York, and a bright idea from Tom Copeland. Plus, be sure to check the show notes for links to all the resources Jen mentions in our interview. So let's get to the interview. So I'm here with Jennifer Callahan. She's a registrar here at Brightside Up. And she's really become our go-to person here for questions around the Deserts Grant and around child care startup. Jen started with Brightside Up in 2018 and is a member of the registration team. She works with family child care providers to support them through New York State licensing. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Glad to be here. So the first question I have, and I want to focus on opening a family child care program, since we're speaking to people who might be unfamiliar with the terms and the roles that we all play, because obviously they're new to the field or they're just getting started. Can you start with what a registrar generally does? Uh, and how can someone getting started in child care get in touch with you? And from the perspective of startup, what can you help with? Absolutely. Everyone applying for an application to provide childcare will receive a regulator. Depending on their county or their modality, it will be a registrar or a licensor. As a family daycare registrar, I start with guiding the applicant towards the orientation sessions and requesting an application. They can do this two ways. They can go onto the OCFS website and watch the orientation videos, which will both be general, and then they'll go into modality specific at the end. They will be able to request their application. They can also attend one of our Brightside Up orientation sessions, where we will view the same videos and answer questions and have conversations so that they're you know, more comfortable with what they're watching. Um, we then support them through the application process, either through phone calls, email, Zoom sessions, or even in person. We assist them with paperwork and answering questions about the regulations, any trainings, and the inspections that will occur. Once they are up and operating, we will be a resource and a guide to maintaining compliance and supporting them even go after that. So to, to get to the grant, I was looking at the New York State Deserts Grant page, which will be linked in our show notes, and I know we've talked about it a million times on the podcast. Right at the top of the page, right above the Apply Now button, right above there, there's a sentence, and I'll quote directly. It says, applications are now being accepted for new providers who have completed their orientation receive their facility ID, and are ready to apply. So I want to break down that piece because it looks like there's a couple things there. And my question is, what is the orientation? I know you just sort of mentioned it in the first question. Um, but if you could tell me what that is, how do I get it, and do I have time now before the May 19th grant deadline? Absolutely. First, let me, in terms of the grant, let me define what a new provider is. They are providers that may be changing modalities, for example, moving from family daycare to group family or from group family to daycare center. They also can be someone who is brand new, have never provided childcare under a license or a registration. They can also be someone who has maybe in the past provided care, but not in the year prior to when this grant was announced, which was January 28th, 2022. 
So as long as it, you know, if they operated before and they closed four years ago, they will be considered a new provider. In terms of the orientation videos, there are a series of comprehensive videos developed by the state that walk you through what licensed or registered childcare looks like, what can be expected in the application process, um, what inspections are, things that you need to think about as you're going through the process and even after that. So the registrar team has several orientation sessions scheduled this week and next week to support and assist new providers. They are offered during the day or at night. You know, we have them various times uh, through Zoom or in person. Applicants can go to the Brightside Up website and register for them there. The Brightside Up sessions, they also offer that opportunity for us to have the conversation and clarification for the information. We walk them through everything and just make sure that they're understanding what what's in the videos. Um, we did add more sessions to the schedule recently to assist people interested in providing childcare and give them that enough time to request the application and then apply for the grant. We don't want to get them too close in case, you know, so that nothing happens and they're able to apply for that grant. Right, too close to the You don't want to get too close to that deadline no, date. No, we do not. And that's that's good to know that you you um, so if they wa if they do the orientation session with you, they can ask questions in real time versus watching yes. it. You know, we, you can also watch it alone home on the internet mm -hmm. and watch it on mm -hmm. the OCFS website, but then you would have to wait and contact someone with questions. So there's yes. a real benefit there. Um, and that's great clarification on the new provider uh, definition. So that helps me to know whether I'm eligible as a new provider yes. or if I'm, you know, already a family provider, if I'm getting a new license. The second item in that in that statement that I was curious about is that grant applications are accepted. So now we know new providers are. We know what orientation sessions are. Uh, then it says that they've received their facility ID. So what is that and how do I get that? Okay, so the facility ID is the number assigned to your application that is very specific to your program site. So if someone already has their application, the facility ID can be located on the bottom of their application pages. They can find that there. When someone re does request an application online, they'll get a pop-up on their screen and it'll list their facility ID on there. So they, that's what they need. Or they can also call us here at Brightside Up and we can look that up for them. So at this point now, if I'm applying for this, let's say now I've attended an orientation session and upon completion of that orientation session, now I can request that New York State Family Daycare application to become a provider, which became available to me because I watched the orientation session. This is not the same thing or automatically puts me in for the desert grant. These are two application, two separate application processes. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So I summed that up correctly. Yes. Um, and so right now I'm at that point. Are there any other little steps or little obstacles, things that I should keep an eye out for to smooth the process? Or can I just go in and click that apply now button? While you do need to request a child care application in order to apply for the grant, they are very different. Um, New York State announced $70 million in grant funding would be available to newly licensed, registered, or permitted child care programs in areas of the state without sufficient child care slots, known as child care deserts. They used um, a desert census tract to identify areas in New York State that lack child care. Eligible programs, can you can actually use the child care deserts map found on their OCFS website to see their estimated RFA score. Um, the site address will determine your eligibility for the grant. 
once you've verified your score, which you, in order to be eligible for the grant, you need to have a score above 30, um, and then you have your facility ID from requesting the child care application, you can apply for the desert grant. The OCFS website has all the instructions. They go page by page in order to help you through that. There are also videos, and I've, I've gone through them, and they're very specific and very helpful to fill out the grant. Before I get to our listener questions, I want to clarify the timeline and the process for the actual licensing process. Once I have the application to open a home-based uh, program, I understand it takes about 90 days um, to get licensed. Can you describe that process for me? What can people expect sure. uh, from that, that period of time? First, do not be overwhelmed. We're here to help. We won't hold your hand through all of this. We want you to be successful. Um, in order for the office to receive your application, um, must submit the minimum threshold of information as required for, by OCFS. We do, in our orientation sessions, review the threshold. You can also find the threshold document on the OCFS website. So once your application has been received, your registrar licensor will reach out to you. They'll go over the process with you. They'll also make an appointment for what we call a pre-site inspection. This is where we walk through their space. We talk about where you're going to put things. Um, we talk about minor fire safety issues that we might see, what prepare you for your fire safety inspection, and we also go over the paperwork that may need to be corrected in your file. Over the 90 days, we'll send you checklists of anything that is still needed for your file or any training that is needed. There will be a fire safety inspection done by OCFS. The fire safety inspector will come out. Uh, typically, there's about, you know, probably two visits. The first visit He'll go through everything. He does go through the entire house. And then if you need anything to be corrected or followed up on, he'll come back out again. And then we also, at the end of your 90 days, will do our final inspection and go complete your file and get you up and registered. The, the 90 days is our goal. We want you to be successful. We're here to support you. And it, it does go by quickly. We, we're there to help you through the process and get the paperwork done and, and get you up and running. Right, right. All necessary things to keep the home safe, to make sure yes. everything's appropriate, protects all the children, protects mm -hmm. you and your home and your family. Um, and and I'll just throw this in there, all of that training and technical assistance provided by the registrar team. Absolutely, right. <laughs> absolutely. Here to support. Yes. Um, so we did get a couple of emails in from listeners, so I'm going to go to that now. Okay. Um, the first one is, can the Child Care Desert's grant money be used to rent a new place? The place I currently rent doesn't allow daycare, so I'm looking for a place nearby. Okay, so the funds from the grant can be used for rent or mortgage expenses. Um, the way the grant is set up, the monies will be available after your site has been registered or licensed, and then it will come in payments. So you can use it, but like I said, it will come after the site has been licensed. Um, in the show notes, we will also have the an RFA attachment for from the OCFS website, and it's the list of allowable expenses. So that is definitely a good resource to go through and see what what is going to be accepted and what's not going to be accepted. But I do know that rent and mortgage is on that list. Right, right. And I, I would assume that allowable expenses list goes through everything that I can spend the grant money on. Yes. Um, so another email that came in that feels like a similar question, but a, a little bit different. Um, she writes, I currently have a group family daycare licensed with the state and I've been wanting to expand to a daycare center. 
but I don't have a property yet. I was hoping the grant would help me get property for it. Uh, I noticed you have to start the application process, but unfortunately, I do not have the property yet to put the address on the daycare application. So what advice would we give to this to this listener? So in that scenario, again, the the grant is specific to your site. So you do need the address is key to all of all of this, not only your eligibility, but but just everything. So in that scenario, they would need to find their site first because the Mm -hmm. application needs to have that address. They need to know how much you're going to get for the grant, which is established from the address. So she would need to get their site and have that address before May 19th. Right. in order to have that uh, that address on the application and be able to that apply. That makes sense because I, so. I imagine, you know, if fire safety is walking through all these inspections happening, if we Correct. don't have an address, we can't do those things. We yeah. also can't look up the uh, the desert map the and see the score right. and is it, in a, is it in a desert area. So, and she doesn't really tell us how far into the process she is either. If she's working with a realtor now, if she can secure right. that address, potentially she... Maybe she could get to that point, but it depends on on her situation. Yes. Okay. So the next question that came in, can the money for the Child Care Deserts grant be used for sign-on bonuses to attract qualified employees, especially for evening care? Yes. Uh, The funds can be used for recruitment expenses and retention bonuses. One example is to offer a sign-on bonus paid after the completion of training. Pay increases and retention bonuses are also permitted. I would, again, review the list of allowable expenses that we will have yep. on mm-hmm. there um, for any clarification that you have. Upon licensure and award grant, payments can be applied to the eligible project expenses that applicants paid beginning on the grant submission date. So basically, that means that from the date that you submitted your application for the grant, and then once you get your, your approval letter and you have your, your grant money, using your list of allowable expenses, you can use that to pay for training and things like that, anything up to the date that you applied for the grant. So in the case of a family daycare provider, if they applied for the grant and then they went on and they took CPR and first aid, and then they went on and took health and safety, both trainings that are required for family daycares, because they took it after they applied for the grant, they can then use the grant money that they'll be awarded to pay for the training. They will have already paid it, so they're, they're reimbursing themselves, but that is an eligible, an eligible expense mm-hmm. for them to use. But the key thing that I want to get across is that you can use it, you know, obviously referring to that list of allowable expenses, you can use it to go back to that grant submission date. Right, right. So you're sort of paying your back, paying yourself back for an investment you might have made um, from that allowable expenses list. So the other thing to note is that all grant applicants are anticipated to receive a notification of pre-approval on June 15th, 2022. And then upon their license or registration, they are anticipated to receive the notification of their final award. So there, there may be a difference in the award letters, but again, they'll have that, that they're anticipating releasing the pre-approval letters on June 15th. And then once you're registered, you'll get that approval letter stating this is how much your grant is going to be. This is when the payments will start and this is how, mm-hmm. how much each payment will be. 
Okay. Um, and speaking of evening care, the next question is actually about the non-traditional hours. So what does the Deserts Grant consider to be non-traditional hours? This is a great question. And actually, I'd, I'd like to talk about two things here because the non-traditional hours are at, is actually part of the two bonuses for the grant. We have the non-traditional hours bonus and we have the infant toddler bonus. So I'm going to talk about both of those. Okay. I'm actually, to answer the non-traditional hours question, I'm going to quote straight from the desert grant for this one because it's, you know, it's very wordy. Yes. So they state that non-traditional hours are those hours of care provided after 7 p.m. until 6 a.m., as well as weekends and the following federal holidays, New Year's Day, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Thanksgiving Day, and Christmas Day. Programs must meet all regulatory and program requirements for these services and obtain license approval to provide services during these hours. Non-traditional hours of care, as defined in the RFA, must be available a minimum of 15 hours per week for all modalities of care except for SAC, which is school-aged child care. SAC programs must have care available during 75% of all school breaks and holiday breaks in accordance with their local school calendar. Summer hours are not included in this percentage for SAC to be eligible for non-traditional hours. So while you're go, you know, looking at offering the non-traditional hours, you just need to make sure in order to be eligible for this particular bonus that you have 15 hours of non-traditional mm -hmm. care mm -hmm. offered. And you said there was a, a second bonus uh, for infant toddler care. Do you want to expand on that yes. a little bit? So this is also another one in high demand. The infant toddler slots are child care services provided to a child between the ages of birth and 24 months. To be eligible for this bonus, the provider must provide staffing plan and work schedules and staff qualifications and their attendance logs, basically documentation that you have staff that is qualified and are available during that time that you, you know, so that you can have the infant and toddlers. Um, I know that, that there's a huge demand for infant toddler slots, so that is also another bonus. I believe all of this we're going to include on the show notes, both of the bonuses. Yes, we yes. can. Yep, yep. Um, with the infant toddler slots, I know that, that both of these are exact questions on the grant. Um, what I like to tell people, I know distinctly for family, you can only care for two children under the age of two. And again, like I say, one for each arm. So mm -hmm. it depends how many infant toddler slots you can have and be available for for the grant also depend upon your registration. So that's a key point. That's too. great. And I think it's fantastic that the grant sort of gives a bonus for these types of care yes. that we know have even before the pandemic, before all of that, these have always been two areas of care that have been short in supply with high demand. Not everybody's a nine to five or they need that, that right. non-traditional yes. hours. And then infant toddler care because of ratios mm -hmm. is always in high demand to get more slots. So yes. that's, that's great. Um, so at this point, so when this episode comes out on May 12th, um, there's just one week left for our listeners listening now until the Deserts Grant application closes. That's Thursday, May 19th at 11.59 p.m. That's very specific. Yes. That's one week <laughs> from today. What else do I need to know? Any last-minute tips or advice for someone that, you know, they're deciding right now, I'm going to try and get all of this done. I have a week. I would say if you're interested in doing this and you're interested in providing child care and you also want to apply for the grant, Please do this now. Please, <laughs> yes. um, 
you know, you can contact us here. We, we can give you the schedule. You can go on to the Bright Side Up website. We have all the orientation sessions. We've added a whole bunch for next week. Um, we also have added two on Monday the 16th. Or you can go to the OCFS website and watch them there. Please do not wait. I, I cannot stress that enough. You, you know, you need that facility ID number, and that's basically – the, the key thing, well, knowing your RFA score and knowing where where you stand in the grant and with the desert. But apply for the grant as soon as you can. We don't want people to wait until that last minute because I don't want anything to go wrong. You want, you want to just get everything done. If you have questions, you can absolutely call us here at the office. And like I said, we have numerous sessions i think we're going to have be talk you will be talking about those later and I, we did schedule two on the 16th i think f that's when we will stop doing them because we do want to give people time to get their facility id and be able to apply for the grant before that deadline so i would say please do not wait and if you have questions like i said just absolutely call us here we'd love to help right right so you want to Give yourself that little bit of buffer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. And so my last question is, um, let's say I missed the deadline or I don't qualify for some reason, um, but I still am interested in opening a child care program. Can you guys still help me out? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We love it. Um, we typically hold the orientation sessions twice a month. We're always happy to help applicants with the application, the process, the training. Child care providers are so important. So we will continue to have the orientation sessions, like I said, two times a month, even after the grant, just for anyone who decides this is what they'd like to do. I mean, that's we, we can always use providers. Yeah, so. and we're always here to help. And Absolutely. It's such a rewarding, rewarding career. So it is. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today and, and um, helping to sort of sort out some of these questions and Thank you. Um, clarify the process. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Wow, that's such great information. Yeah, it was really informative to sit and chat. I learned so much about the process. As Jennifer mentioned in the interview, we have scheduled several family child care orientation sessions. You need to attend one of these to get your application to become a provider and get the facility ID needed for the Jesuits grant application. These are all free. There's one tonight at 6 p.m. This one is in person here at Bright Side Up. If you're listening and want to register, please call our office today to RSVP. The next one is on May 16th via Zoom at 10 a.m. And the next is also May 16th in person again at our office starting at 6 p.m. You can register online or call the office. There are more scheduled after May 19th. You can view those dates and register on our website. You can also view the orientation on the OCFS website, and we will link to that in our show notes as well. The Community Loan Fund of the Capital Region is a nonprofit community development financial institution serving the Capital Region of New York State. The Community Loan Fund supports economic development and community projects through small business loans, community development lending, and training and technical assistance. They have scheduled a special session for child care programs called Human Resources for Child Care Businesses. The session includes tips for avoiding costly human resource mistakes right from the start by putting key things in place before you hire your first employee. You'll also gain referrals to experts in the industry that can help you through the process. This session will be led by Jennifer Massey, president and founder of Integra HRLLC. The Community Loan Fund 
also has a robust calendar of training that can help with the small business aspect of starting your child care business with additional sessions like getting found and driving more visitors to your website on May 17th and social media for business on June 15th. You can register at their website at mycommunityloanfund.org. All Deserts Grant awarded programs will be expected to enroll and participate in the Quality Stars New York Start with the Stars program. Start with the Stars is designed to support programs that are just starting out before they begin fully participating in Quality Stars New York. Quality Stars New York employs quality improvement specialists with expertise in early childhood education and program administration to provide guidance and direction to early childhood programs and providers through the improvement planning process. When a program joins, they are partnered with a specialist who provides support through every aspect of the work. Some of our listeners may know or remember Sarah Gold. She worked with us here at Bright Side Up as an infant toddler specialist and is now a quality improvement specialist with Quality Stars. Hannah and Rachel interviewed her for the podcast, and that episode will air on June 9th. So be sure to tune in and learn more about Quality Stars from Sarah. They offer information sessions all the time. They have one coming up for the Capital Region on May 17th at 10 a.m. via Zoom. Visit qualitystarsny.org to find their full schedule and register. Today's bright idea comes from Tom Copeland. Tom is the nation's leading expert in the business of family child care. These tips are from Tom's article, The Benefits of Becoming a Family Child Care Provider, found on Tom's website at tomcopelandblog.com. In the article, Tom says, there are some tax advantages of being a family child care provider. You'll be eligible to participate on the Child and Adult Care Food Program. This federal program will pay you hundreds of dollars a year per child for serving nutritious food. This can be a major source of income for you, and we did have an episode on this a few weeks ago. You can go back and listen and learn all about CACFP. Second bullet is you must report as income all the money you receive caring for children, but you can also deduct many business expenses such as food, toys, supplies, car expenses, and many household items. You can also deduct expenses associated with your home like rent, property tax, mortgage, interest, utilities, etc. These expenses will significantly reduce your income and keep your taxes low. The profit you earn caring for children will help make you eligible to receive Social Security benefits when you retire. Tune in next week for an interview with Rebecca Del Judas, infant toddler mental health consultant. She sat down with Hannah and Rachel and talked about infant toddler mental health, parenting, and attachment. That's what's happening this week. Find our show notes on our website at brightsideup.org. Click on Home and Classroom. Also look for our Instagram page at Home and Classroom on Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. By doing so, you're helping to create a world where all children are understood.